It's time for the Friday Mental Health Power Hour with your hosts, Scotty P and Ev. Let's get to it. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining us again today. We are live from the city of brotherly love that is known as Philadelphia, in case you were unaware. Thank you so much for joining us today. Philadelphia, Bucks County, Montgomery County, Southwest New Jersey, Delco. What's going on, everybody in the tri-state area? We appreciate you so much for being here today and for coming in to tune in to another episode of the Friday Mental Health Power Hour with your host, Scotty P and Ev. So, in case anybody is unaware, my name is Scott Prendergast, a.k.a. Scotty P, and I'm one of the hosts on the Friday Mental Health Power Hour. And my co-host, Ev, Evan Transu, unfortunately, he is not here today. He's got some things going on, but fear not, he will be back soon. So, we're just rocking with me today, and we're going to have a pretty good episode. I'm excited for what we're going to be talking about, and I think that you all are going to be able to take some good things away from this, and you're going to be able to relate to this episode, and you're going to find that it's going to make a difference in your life, because ultimately, that's all we're trying to do. So, just a quick setup for anybody that does not know. If for some reason maybe you can't listen to us live today or you got some things going on, just understand that you can always check out this episode and previous episodes on www.dbam.com. You can stream us live or you can check out all of our past episodes and find out more information about myself and Evan and what it is that we do. In addition to that, you can also go on Spotify, Apple Music, any major platform out there and you can stream us and check out our past episodes as well. So for everybody... Thank you again for being here today. Really looking forward to this. Love the show. Glad that people are tuning in. So today we're going to be talking about something interesting. And it's something that we're aware of and that we've heard about. But I think a lot of us don't really know how to change it and don't really know you know, the ins and outs of it. So what I'm talking about today is our own self-perception. Meaning that perception that we have of ourselves on a daily basis. And how that perception really can change and can be changed. And can also can change a lot of different things with the way that we act as well. So kind of the way that we always like to start our show. In case anyone's unfamiliar with what we do. Is part one we just kind of play with the idea. Toy around with it for a little bit. Get you introduced about what we do and who we are. Part two is we talk more about lived in experiences. And how this topic, whatever it is for the show, relates to us as hosts and also some of the things that we've went through. And then part three is always personally my favorite. I know Evan loves it as well, is when we give kind of specific concrete strategies and ideas and whatever it is that you can use and you can take away from from the episode today. So that when you start your weekend, you've got some things with you that are going to help you to essentially pay attention to your mental health and overcome whatever those obstacles might be. So. Let's kind of get into it. We'll start with the first part here when we're talking about our self-perception. Now, let's think about this. When we think of our self-perception, a lot of times when I say that, people think about what you see in the mirror. Or your self-perception maybe in terms of what somebody else might think about you, right? This is a lot of times what comes up when we think about the self-perception. Now, the thing that's interesting is that essentially our self-perception is really made up of the different core beliefs that we have about ourselves. Now, that's what makes up how we view ourselves and how we feel about ourselves are those core beliefs. And what we're going to talk about later in the show, this is just a little seed that I'm planting here, but we'll talk about this more in depth later, is how to change those core beliefs from maybe negative ones and beliefs about ourselves that are on the downside and that aren't true and changing them into positive core beliefs, things that are going to encourage us and help us to enjoy the self-perception that we have rather than maybe not being too happy with what we see, right? 
Now, I think one of the big things that we have to understand when we're talking about self-perception is this is not just physical on what we see in the mirror, but it's much deeper than that. And when we're talking about self-perception, it really is on the inside with some of the stuff that you can't see because that's where this work is done. I always kind of put it like this. Self-perception comes from the core beliefs we have about ourselves and core beliefs are developed over time. All right, so in case you're wondering what I'm saying here, you're like, all right, Scott, this sounds real nice. I know what self-perception is, but you've lost me on the core beliefs thing. Well, fear not. We'll talk about what core beliefs, core beliefs are real quick. Now, a core belief is something that you, uh, you know, believe about yourself, but it's something that you probably assume is 100% true. It's something that you really hang your hat on at the end of the day, the end of the night is, hey, this is me. Boom. One of those core pillars in your life. Now, that could be a core belief such as I matter, I'm valuable, I'm handsome, I'm attractive, I'm good at this sport, good at this job. Those could be core beliefs or they could also be things much simpler. It could A core belief could just be, hey, look, you know, a core belief for me today would be I like the way that my hair was falling, right? Or I like the way that things turned out for me when I had this situation. That can also be a core belief. But what we have to look out for and what we have to pay attention to is that when these core beliefs start to turn negative, and that is a process that happens over time. And let me kind of share with you how that does happen. When we have negative thoughts in our heads, the more that we repeat it, the more that we play with those thoughts and acknowledge those thoughts, they're going to start to turn into conclusions that we make up about ourselves. And when I say conclusions, it essentially means we're going to assume that a thought that we have about ourselves is 100% true without a doubt. And there's no longer any questioning it, but it's a given. It's like, nope, boom, that's what I believe about myself. That's a conclusion that I've made. When we make that conclusion, what starts to happen is it's kind of like our brain stores it, right? It doesn't just go away. It doesn't get thrown out the window, but it stays there. And over time, the more we go back to that conclusion, the more we think about that conclusion, the more we have evidence that leads us to that conclusion again, that's how it starts to turn into a core belief. All right. And obviously, we could see how when your core belief becomes something that's detrimental and negative, such as that, it can really have a big impact and downfall in your life and the things that you do. Now, what we'll talk about later in the show is how to, A, prevent that from happening, but also, B, how to just, you know, work through it. And when it does happen, what do you do? What are the steps that you take? I mean, we can sit here and we could talk about, oh, my core beliefs are bad all day, but what are we going to do about it? And one of the neat things about this show is that we always give you some opportunities to do just that as we get towards the later part of it. So as we come towards the end, oh, I've still got a little bit of this first part here, but I want to kind of give you an example of a situation that might happen that might lead to a negative self-perception over time. And here's usually how it, how it goes. So we'll start with an event. Now, I want this to be listener-based, so I'm not going to give an example of the event. I'm going to want you to think of an example of an event. It could be maybe you get fired from a job. It could be someone breaks up with you. It could be maybe you get... I don't know, some bad news of sorts, whatever it is, you the listener, I want you to think of some type of event in your life, particularly something that you think would be a challenge to hear, a challenge to deal with, okay? So think about that event right now. All right, now when this event happens to you, this is what's going to happen. We will start to have thoughts about that. All right. So all of a sudden, let's say you get fired from a job. Boom. Now you have these thoughts that are saying, oh, my goodness, I got fired. So I guess I'm not worthy. I guess that I really don't matter enough to hold a job. I guess I'm never going to get another job. And we start to have feelings like this that are detrimental. And this is normal. This happens. 
But what happens next is what we really have to watch out for. Now we have all these negative thoughts swimming around up in our head. And then all of a sudden that thought is now leading to a feeling. So let's say maybe we've been ruminating on some of these negative thoughts for, I don't know, a couple hours, couple days, couple weeks even. All of a sudden it translates into how we feel. All right. So now we're feeling like, sheesh, I'm never going to get a job again. I feel unproductive. I feel worthless. I feel inferior to everyone else. I feel like I'm not enough for anybody. And when we start to have that feeling because of those thoughts, all of a sudden, this is where things get tricky. Because when we start to have a feeling like that, this is when our actions are soon going to follow suit. And so that takes me to the next part. Now you have those feelings. What's the next part? Our actions and behaviors. So maybe we're feeling inferior. We're feeling like we don't matter. So we start acting in a way that would support that. And maybe for somebody that looks like uh, refusing to get out of bed in the morning. Maybe that's for somebody that starts entertaining more depressive thoughts and starts to see that. And all of a sudden these actions, you know what they do? They provide more evidence back to that initial negative thought that you had. Okay, so you could see how this cycle just goes over and over and over and over again, all because of the thoughts that you had from this one event. All right. Now, one of the things that we work on a lot, and particularly me when I'm working with people, is learning how to challenge those thoughts. And I've talked about that in multiple different episodes in the past. I'm going to give you a quick re rundown on it. When I say challenge those negative thoughts, what I'm essentially saying to you is that, look, we've got to really rationalize with ourselves. Because when you say to yourself, oh, I got fired, I'm never going to get another job again. Okay. Obviously, that's pretty unrealistic. But in the moment, you don't realize that. But what we have to do is we have to learn to when we see a thought come in our head, we don't just accept it for what it is, but rather we challenge it. We fight back against it. And by doing that, all of a sudden, we're going to kind of slow that process of immediately going to that negative feeling or maybe being able to turn that around so that we don't fall into a negative feeling based off that thought, if that makes sense. Okay. Now, this process is something that happens over time. But if we can work on this, we can prevent ourselves from kind of falling into that trap of those negative core beliefs, because that is something that is really hard to shake. Once we make that conclusion and have that core belief about ourselves, that takes some time to get out of us. You know, that's that sometimes can be a lifelong process. Not always, but the longer that we allow that core belief to be the anchor of our life and to be the one who's steering the ship, the longer we let that run things it's going to be that much more difficult to break out of it. So we're going to be back in a moment here. We're going to go to our first commercial break. But in the second part, I'm going to talk about some examples of me as well as I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into self-perception and what it means and how we can overcome it, that negative self-perception and change it to a positive one. So stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back after these quick commercial breaks. Hey, everyone. Eric Katz here, the owner of Katz Dogs Canine. Are you working from home and need to get your dog out running around for the day? Will you be traveling this summer and looking for a place to board your pup? Is your dog looking a little shaggy and need a haircut or bath? Are you looking forward to walking around and enjoying this beautiful weather, but you can't because your dog's pulling like a freight train? Well, you're in luck. We are a one-stop shop that focuses on daycare, boarding, grooming, and training. We are located at 35 Middle Road, Percocy, PA on 10 beautiful acres. You can check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Cats Dogs Canine or our website, catsdogscanine.com. Our phone number is 855-CATS-DOG, 855-528-9364. 
What's going on, everyone? This is Scott Prendergast here, a.k.a. Scotty P. And a lot of you know me from the Friday Mental Health Power Hour with Scotty P and Ev as one of your hosts. But real quick, I want to talk to you about my business. It's called Scotty P Inspiration. And what I am is I'm an inspirational speaker, and I want to help others navigate life through the lens of hope. Now, I do this through speaking engagements, but also one-on-one life coaching. So if you're interested in booking me or doing some of that coaching, let me know. Check me out at www.scottypinspiration.com or check out my Instagram at scottyp underscore inspo. If you're a parent who wants to understand the mental health challenges your child faces, then my book, My Perfect Life, How Depression Almost Ended It and How I Found Purpose Through Pain is for you. Through goofy, relatable stories, you'll see the world from the eyes of someone silently battling depression. Most importantly, you'll learn how we can find hope and purpose through pain. Get your copy of My Perfect Life today, available on Amazon by searching Lucas Wolf my perfect life and that's wolf with an e hey folks what's going on it's evan Trantu, aka ev here i just wanted to shout out my friends at fdn thrive part of my story with mental health is that i was actually able to get a hold of a lot of my mental and physical health issues by addressing what was going on in my body so i do mean more of a natural slash functional medicine side Is this going to be for everyone? Absolutely not. But if you're someone like me who suffered for years and maybe a lot of the conventional things didn't work out, you might want to consider what is going on in your body and see if that is playing any role. So if you want to focus on something more objective, get some lab results and actually have these lab results analyzed by practitioners who are trained in this specific modality, then go to fdnthrive.com and click the get started here button. That's fdnthrive.com thrive.com and click the get started here button welcome back everybody thank you so much for tuning into the friday mental health power hour with your host scotty p and ev shout out to my producer b dog he always knows how to have the bump back music coming in hot appreciate it b dog so everybody I want to thank you again for joining today. For those of you who are unaware, my name is Scott Prendergast, a.k.a. Scotty P., and I'm one of the hosts here on the Friday Mental Health Power Hour. And what I am and who I am is I am an inspirational speaker who helps others navigate life through the lens of hope. And my co-host, Evan, Evan Tranzu, unfortunately, he's not here today. He's got some other things going on, but he will be back soon enough in the coming weeks, and we're looking forward to that. So today, if you're just tuning in, if you missed our first part of the segment here, we're talking about self-perception, all things self-perception, what goes into it, what makes a good one, what makes a bad one, and some of the nitty-gritty that goes into changing that self-perception. Because, my goodness, we all know that that is something that's going to have a huge impact in our lives. So... First part, I kind of gave you just a little idea about self-perception. I under, I talked about core beliefs and how core beliefs can affect our self-perception. And I also talked about how we can learn to change those core beliefs and how things become a core belief. Now, in this part two, we switch it up a little bit, but I want to start by kind of diving a little bit deeper into the idea of how to work on our self-perception. Because as we all know, if we have a better self-perception about ourselves, we're going to feel better. We're going to look like we can, we're going to look into situations that we feel that, you know, are going to be better for us because of how we feel about who we are. So one of the things I want to share with you is, is kind of really this, and I, I want to start with this. I think it's really important, and I talk with this a lot about people I speak with, to realize that we cannot rely on the opinions and judgments of others solely to be what the foundation of our belief about ourselves is. You know, that is a huge thing because I think a lot of times what happens is we get so caught up in trying to 
understand what someone else might think of us or take their judgments or criticisms or opinions to heart too much that all of a sudden we lose track of who we actually are. We lose track of our self-perception. And instead, we build this kind of pseudo self-perception that is based off of what other people think and what we think that we they want to think about us. Well, a little chirpy, I know, but stay with me, right? And this this is normal. I mean, to a degree, obviously, we care about what people think. I know you hear people say, I don't care what anyone thinks. And yes, that's great. Give yourself a cookie and a star. But at the end of the day, everybody cares a little bit about what other people think. I mean, that's what allows us to, you know, get haircuts and, and brush our teeth and put on deodorant, right? So we care in a sense. But I think here's where the problem comes in with a lot of us. And this is something I struggled with for years and I learned to work through is when we take those opinions, when we take the things that other people are saying to heart, that's when we start to have a problem. Because that's when we're letting somebody else and their thoughts and their words become the foundation of who we are. And that is a dangerous slope because we need to be the foundation of who we are and what we think about ourselves is where we need to start that at. All right. And here's the, here's the thing that's interesting when we talk about this. A lot of times when we hear about people saying mean things to others or when we hear about someone judging us or giving their opinion where it's not needed, what we have to understand is that these judgments and opinions, many times, they're based off of other people's own insecurities. You know, so someone's maybe insecure about themselves, so they say something to you or they're insecure about themselves, so they judge you or give an opinion about you in order to try to make themselves feel better. We don't always realize that, though, because we can't see in other people's heads, right? And that's obviously something that I think a lot of people wish we could do, and unfortunately we can't. But understanding that where people are coming from a lot of times when they pass these judgments or pass these opinions, I think can really help us to separate from that. So instead of saying, okay, this person told me that I'm this, that means I must be that, we can separate from that saying, okay, this person said that, I'm acknowledging it, but I'm separating myself from that because I know my self-perception doesn't come from what someone else says or what someone else's insecurities are. Because at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself this, why in the world would I let another person's own insecurities become a core belief in my life? Why would I let something that somebody else doesn't like about themselves become something that is going to be a pillar in my life. Why would I let that happen, right? And I think when we ask ourselves questions like this, it really makes a big difference because we're allowing ourselves to just get out of that unrational thinking and instead be like, all right, you know what? I can really see where this is coming from. I could see there's more to this and I'm not just going to react, 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 react to what every single person says. Because if we do that, I mean, come on, I don't have to tell you twice how that's going to be a serious problem, right? So that's just something that I wanted to bring up a little bit more about understanding those judgments and opinions and how they can really affect our self-perception, but we don't really necessarily need to let it happen, all right? So kind of switching gears a little bit, we're doing a little bit of story time, which we always do in the second part here. I look back on my life and me being a professional speaker and an inspirational speaker, my job and the way that I get paid is to uplift other people and help people feel better about themselves and essentially navigate life through the lens of hope, right? So when I think of myself and how I got to where I'm at and how I got to the point where I could help other people to do that same type of stuff, I think about what my struggles used to be and what I really used to have a problem with. And for me, I felt like when I looked at myself in the mirror, all I saw was a million different little pieces of other people 
And what I mean by that is I mean that I would see pieces of what somebody said about me in fourth grade. I would see little pieces about what somebody said to me in 10th grade. I would see little pieces about that time where something didn't go right when I was in college. And all these different little pieces from experiences from other people would be what I saw when I looked in the mirror. Little did I know that underneath all that was who I truly was and my true self-perception. But I had to kind of move through those different pieces and learn to let that stuff go before I was going to get to a point where I could truly find out who it is that Scott Prendergast is and, and then be able to help people, right? So for me, I was able to finally get to a point where I realized, okay, when I look at myself in the mirror and I say this certain thing about myself, was that really me saying it or was that me saying it because that's an experience that I had from what somebody else may have said about me? And I think when I was able to start to understand that and separate from that a little bit more, it helped me to slowly but surely start picking each piece away and allowing more of actual Scott to shine through. And for you as the listener, you might be listening to that and I'm sure you could probably relate and you could probably say, hey man, you know what? I definitely could see how when I look at the mirror, I just see the bad things people have said about me or I just see the difficult experiences that I've had. Or I just see the times when things didn't go right. I mean, it's easy to focus and to harp on that. As humans, we have a tendency to do that, right? To always be harping on the things that went wrong or the things that we don't like or the negative effects. I couldn't tell you exactly why we do that. It's something I'm going to do some more research on. But I do know that that is something we do on a regular basis, right? So I think understanding that that may be part of us, that may be an experience that we've had, but it does not have to define us is a really important point. And understanding that is that something that happened to you may be part of you, it may have hurt you, it may be absolutely devastating, but remembering that that doesn't have to define you is really, really, really important to know and learning to separate from those two. Because at the end of the day, when it comes down to self-perception, it's all about what we say to ourselves and it's all about how we feel through the different experiences that we've had and learning which ones we want to hold on to and which ones we want to learn to let go. And so I hope by listening to this show today, maybe what you can do is you can learn to start to let go. Let go of some of those things that are holding you back. Let go of the time when someone told you when you were in third grade that you were stupid. You know, let go of the time in your marriage when your partner said that they didn't love you. You know, let go of the time when you were in college where people said that you weren't cool enough. Learning to let go about whatever it is that is holding on to you and keeping you back from being the person that you want to be. And you have to ask yourself this. Is me, is this thought that I'm having, is this experience that I had in my life, is holding on to it worth it? Is holding on to it going to help me in any way? Is holding on to it going to give me some type of new competitive edge in any way, in any shape or form? And ask yourself that. Obviously, as you know, the answer is going to be, uh, uh, no, right? Obviously, we could know that and we understand that. Anybody can see that. But what we have to do is we have to go from realizing, okay, no, this isn't going to help me to taking that next step forward to saying, so what am I going to do now to work through it? What am I going to do now to leave that nasty comment behind? What am I going to do now to let that trauma roll off my back and not determine my future just because it was my past, right? What am I going to do? Don't always have the answer for you there right, right away. I mean, that's something that I can't necessarily do for you. I can help you to lead you to the right questions that will help you to find out what to do. But that's a process that comes with you. 
a process that you have to be introspective with to find out. And I can give you the tools to help you get there. And that's why we do this show. And that's what I do when I, with my job and why I help people. But at the end of the day, as much as you listen to the show, as much as you hear me speak and hear others talk about this stuff, you have to make the decision that you are going to fight and you're going to fight for your right, <laughs> not to party like the Beastie Boys songs, but fight for your right to have a self-perception that is based up of you and of not of from somebody else and what they may have said to you in your past. And I hope that you all could take that from this little bit that I was just talking about right here. And that's really important. And I, I hope that somebody gets back to me and lets me know that they were able to do that and start that process because that's what this is all about and why we all do this. So to kind of switch gears, going from that, from story time to putting it on the listener here, when we're lock, talking about all these different things, so much of it is mental, right? I mean, this show is called the Friday Mental Health Power Hour, not only because it's on a Friday, not only because it's a power hour of people who are passionate, but also because it's about mental health. And all these different things fall into it, whether it's mental health in the forms of depression, anxiety, bipolar, OCD, PTSD, or we're talking about self-help stuff. Maybe you're not suffering with a mental health illness, but you're suffering with a spirit that is just feels bogged down. Or maybe you're just suffering in the sense of saying, hey, man, I just feel like I can't you know, find my purpose or be happy in life. You know, this is all the stuff that we're talking about in this show. And I want to get into that next latter part here kind of for a moment when it comes to self-perception and that. And one of the things I think is going to help us to have this conversation in the start here is as follows. And this is a question that I think we all need to ask ourselves when we come to having thoughts that are detrimental to us. The question is this. Why am I being loyal to this, this certain thought? And I'll say that again. Why am I being loyal to this certain thought? Now for you as the listener, interactive show here wants you to think about the thought probably a few thoughts that maybe you think are holding you back more than anything in life. I want you to think about some of those thoughts that are that pop up in your head almost every day, every week, and they never seem to leave that are make you anxious or make you sad or make you feel inferior, whatever it is. Think about those thoughts right now. I'll give you a few seconds to do that. Think about that, all right? Now, after you've thought about those thoughts, after you've identified what they are, ask yourself, why am I being loyal to this? Why am I continuing to let this thought bounce around in my head? Why am I continuing to let this thought become how I feel and how I act? Why, why am I doing that? Now, when you ask yourself that, you may say, all right, Scott, I don't have an answer right away. And that's okay. You don't have to have an answer right away. But do you see what you just did there? By asking yourself, why am I being loyal to this? You're already taking the first step to learning to overcome it and learning to let that thought go and to not have it be something that's going to continue to drag you around your life, but rather you're going to be able to cut ties with it and leave it where it was. Now, with that being said, what I think is important to understand is that all these thoughts, especially those negative ones and self-perceptions that maybe aren't so good, they do come from somewhere. They usually come from some type of experience, whether that was a traumatic one or whether it was something that just really left an imprint on us for another reason. Whatever it is, they come from an experience that we had or some type of event, usually that was negative. Now, what you have to understand is that that will always be a part of you. And I'm not trying to sound morbid. Hold on, let me, let me finish here. But what we have to understand is that we can't erase what happened. You know, we can't go back in time and get rid of that traumatic experience. We can't go back in time and prevent a certain thing from happening that caused you to feel a certain way. We can't do that. And we have to know that it will always be there. But what we also have to know is that although it will always be there, 
it doesn't have to be the center of my life. It doesn't have to be something that's going to dictate every move that I make. You know, we have to remind ourselves of that and understand that so that we could say, hey, you know what? This part of my life happened. I'm accepting it. I'm re- you know, respecting it for what it is, but I'm going to choose to focus on something else. I'm going to choose to allow my self-perception and who I am not be controlled by what happened to me, but I'm going to allow it to be controlled by what I want to be and what I see and what I want to see when I look in the mirror. And that's a question and a process that, again, takes time. As everything we talk about in this show takes time, there is not a single thing here that can be done overnight. You know, there's nothing that we can pop in the microwave and say, hey, we're good, no worries, I I worked through my issues and everything's all good. No, all this stuff takes time. And what I just said and that whole little process I went through takes time as well, too. But if we can learn to identify those thoughts we're being loyal to and kind of cut off from them while still acknowledging that they will always be a part of us, but not letting them drive the car, so to speak, I think we're going to be in pretty good shape. So to kind of build off of that, as we still got some time here in, in our second segment before we get to part three, I think of myself and the people that I talk to. And one of the most common things that I hear, especially among some of the teenagers that I speak to and young adults, are people with a comeback to what I just said as to saying, okay, Scott, well, I can't seem to stop thinking about it. You know, no matter how hard I try, I can't seem to identify what's going on. I, I can't seem to move through this sadness. It's just always there. Or I can't stop thinking about what happened back when I was this age. It's always there no matter what. And there's a couple things that we could take with, with a statement like this that we get. Obviously, one, if it's something that's really traumatic, you might need some help with that. You might have to go seek out a therapist or talk to a psychiatrist, somebody that you can really talk to and, and they can help you to work through some of that past and you know peel back some of those layers. You may need help with that or you might not and you might be able to work through it on your own. And that's a choice that only you can make. I can't do for you. But again, I want to make sure that you understand that if you feel like you can't do it on your own, that is OK and it is OK to seek out help and to ask somebody to help you with that. But to tie that back together in a nice bow here, a lot of times what I say to the people is after I've told them about getting help and whether they are or not, I always let them know something that says, hey, look, now we can't always control the thoughts that are going to come into our head. I mean, there are going to be thoughts coming into our head a million different times throughout the day. I don't know what the exact number is, but there's some type of number in research out there that'll show you how many thoughts go throughout your head in a day. And it's a lot. And we can't always control each and every one. But what we do have control over is which ones that we're going to choose to kind of chew on, so to speak, and which ones we're going to choose to pit our attention into and really kind of meditate and focus on. That is up to us. So maybe you're having a thought right now about something that happened in your past and you're saying, Scott, I just can't get over it no matter what I do. Well, here's what my response is to that. I'll say, okay, look, We need to find something constructive in our lives that we can do when we have those moments come up that is going to help us to kind of give a a little bit of relief from that situation. You know, we're not hiding away from the thought, but we need to get ourselves occupied in some type of way so that this thought is not just playing and running rampant in our mind, right? Now, I always kind of think of it like this. 
I think of some of those really hurtful thoughts and detrimental ones that really, really leave a mark on you, kind of like they're a bowl or like a loose bowl in like a china shop, right? And it just starts, you have all this beautiful china set up, all this delicate, you know, cookware set up, everything looks super nice. And all of a sudden this bowl comes in and starts just crashing everything, making a mess. And you're just like, bro, get out of here. And then you tell it to leave. And then when you tell it to leave, you start rebuilding. And just as you rebuild, guess what comes back in again? This bowl and it breaks everything out, right? So what we want to do is as we start to see that bull, quote unquote, running towards the door, that's when we want to have our, our go-tos, so to speak, our emergency joys, as I've called them in shows past. We want to have those certain things that we can do in that moment to prevent that bull from getting into that china shop that we set up that's super delicate and ruining everything. All right, so for an example, one of those emergency joys or go-tos, as I also call them, might be listening to a certain song when you start to feel those feelings coming on or those thoughts coming on. It might be doing a certain physical activity, such as going for a run, working out, you know, stuff like that. It could be writing. It could be reading. It could be drawing. It could be something as simple as just, you know, rubbing your hand on a certain surface that's really smooth that helps to calm you down. Any things like this are going to kind of help to ground us a little bit, help us to stay in that moment and to use our rational brain to say, hey, look, remember, brain, this thought, this bull might be coming to your china shop, but I don't have to let it in if I distract myself and if I distract it by using one of my grounding techniques. And I think that is something that's going to take some time. There'll be multiple times where you try to use those grounding techniques and the bull comes in and it just keeps ruining everything. But the more that you stick with it, the more that you keep moving forward with it, the more that you keep putting that effort in towards trying to do it, over time, you are going to see it become more sticky. You are going to see it start to work. You're going to see yourself being able to kind of divert away from those thoughts and have them fade away a little bit instead of just destroying everything that you worked for, so to speak, in those moments. So long story short for that one there. We've got to learn to identify our go-tos that we can turn to when we start to feel those detrimental or scary or bad thoughts come to us. Identify those go-tos and find them out in your life, okay? Find out what those emergency joys, those go-tos are, and put them in your back pocket, so to speak, so you have them ready next time that things are struggling. So some of mine are as follows. For one, my first one is definitely my faith. You know, for me, I'm a Christian and it's something I'm very proud of and it's something that helps me tremendously. So a lot of times when I have those negative thoughts, I read scriptures and it helps me tremendously. I'm not saying that has to be for everybody, but that does help me a lot. In addition to that, I also work out and I go for walks and I listen to music. When I do those things, it helps to keep those thoughts at bay too and kind of bounce them out. And then you know what happens? After I use these different emergency joys and go-tos, that thought all of a sudden seems a lot less scary. And when that thought seems a lot less scary, I'm more willing to just let it pass on through rather than entertaining it with more what ifs and whys and yada, 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 right? So those go-tos help me to not only fend off that thought in the moment, but also really see that thought for what it is and understanding that that's not something that I need to worry about and that's not something that I have to let upend my day. Okay, and that's the cool thing about those go-tos and emergency joys is that they have multiple things they do. Not only does it block it in the moment, but it also helps you to see it for what it is so that you can better work through it instead of just ignoring it, right? Because as we know, one of the most important steps is learning to identify rather than ignore. Now, we've got just about two minutes real quick before we go to our last uh, our next commercial break. 
And what I want to leave you with this before you know we go to our break is kind of as as is followed here. The thing of all of this that I've talked about today, some of these thoughts that we have about our perception can be kind of classified as what I call home-based thoughts. And a home-based thought is something that you turn to and you run back to every single time when you have some type of problem or some type of issue about whatever it might be. So a home-based thought in terms of self-perception might be, I'm not good enough, you know, or I'm not as pretty as this girl in the class. I'm not as handsome as that guy. You know, I don't have as good a grades as that person. I'm not as tall as that person. I'm not as muscular as that person. And those go-to thoughts, or excuse me, those home-based thoughts we keep running back to and back to and back to. But all these different things that I've talked about today so far in the show are going to help us to learn to change those home-based thoughts and to go from something that is super destructive and constru- super destructive, excuse me, in our lives and instead taking those situations and learning how to make something constructive out of it. That's a pretty powerful thing. You know, when you can get to that level in your mind where you're able to say, hey, I'm not running away from these bad thoughts, but rather I'm going to face them, I'm going to identify them, and I'm going to pick them apart until I can get something good out of it. When you can start to do that, wait a minute, things are going to be interesting out here. That's when you definitely are going to be able to be in a, such a great level of self-awareness that you're really going to see your happiness go up in your life. And again, I want everybody to understand that all the stuff that I'm talking about today is obtainable for you to do. You can do this stuff. You don't have to go to a therapist to learn this. You don't have to have a degree from Harvard. You can learn this stuff by Googling it on your own. You can do it by listening to my show. And that's just, uh, I think, a really encouraging thing to know. Now, if you want to go to a therapist, that's great. We encourage that. Seeking help is awesome. But for those who maybe are on a waiting list and you're looking for something to do until then, the stuff that we're talking about today is great practices you can do every day to help you with that. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back in just a moment. When we come back to part three, we'll wrap it up with the last part of our show today. So stay tuned, everyone. Find Yourself Boxes was to create the foster the connection between a person and those in life who may be working through mental health challenges by providing curated and customizable boxes filled with research-backed wellness products that promote healing. Coupling personal experience with professional mental health guidance, Find Yourself Boxes meets people where they are on their journey. Wellness doesn't look the same for every person, and these products are packaged together to touch various aspects of our wellness spectrum. Find your healing with Find Yourself Boxes at findyourselfboxes.com and you can get 20% off your first purchase. Does the pandemic have your hair looking a little funky? Are people stopping and staring and glancing at you as you walk down the street? Folks, come on now. Hair salons, they've been open for a while. It's time to get your hair cut. You've definitely been procrastinating. (laughs) I know my producer has. And when you do it, you should head to Hair Envisions in Ottsville, PA. Hair Envisions is open Tuesday through Saturday. They specialize in coloring and also offer carotene treatments that give your hair a smooth finish. Hair Envisions offers haircuts for all ages so you can bring the whole family. Schedule your appointment today by calling 610-847-8894. Again, that is 610-847-8894. And tell them that Scotty P and Health Coach Ev sent you. If you're looking to get more TMS, ketamine, and Spravato patients, then 7-Figure Psych is for you. Beyond Marketing's flagship 7-Figure Psych business development and marketing system helps mental health professionals to attract, schedule, and convert new patients into care. Join a community of like-minded business professionals and automate your entire online presence. Visit these guys at 7figurepsych.com. That's the number 7, figurepsych.com. 
Guys, cancer is a word that most of us know all too well. And as is the case for so many other conditions, Western medicine is a miraculous yet incomplete form of treatment for those who are suffering. But what if there was a place in our community that helped meet the many other needs for cancer patients? Well, that's exactly what my aunt, Corinne Sakura envisioned. And now you can help make that vision come to life. The Corinne Sakura Wellness and Support Center is designed to be a comforting space for all cancer patients across Bucks County. This center will help these individuals meet their emotional, social, physical, and lifestyle needs that are essential pieces of one's healing journey. Because of people like you, this center will be able to offer a multitude of completely free services to local patients and their families. A large vision like this needs all the support it can get, and you can help today. Go to CorinneSakuraCenter.org and click the donate button. That is C-O-R-I-N-N-E. S-I-K-O-R-A, Corinne Sakura, center.org, and click the donate button. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Friday Mental Health Power Hour with your hosts, Scotty, P, and Ev. We're so thankful that you're here today and came to listen to us. We really appreciate it. So for those of you who are not aware, my name is Scott Prendergast, a.k.a. Scotty P., and I'm a professional inspirational speaker who helps others navigate life through the lens of hope. And my co-host, Evan Tranzu, a.k.a. Ev, unfortunately cannot be here today. He's got some other things going on, but fear not, he will be back in the coming weeks as well. So, just a reminder for everybody, too, if you're just tuning in, if you're not aware about what we are or who we do, you want to check more out about us, go to www.dbam.com and search the Friday Mental Health Power Hour to see more about our show, me and Ev's backgrounds, and also you can listen to different and past episodes. And if you go online on Spotify and, and Apple Music and search our show title, the Friday Mental Health Power Hour, you can also stream all of our past episodes as well. And I think there's a lot of good information there, a lot of great stuff that me and Ev really poured our hearts out into that'll help you to be able to take some good, um, good things away from it and be able to make a difference in your life because ultimately that's what we're trying to do. Now, if you're just tuning in, this is part three. This is our final part of the segment. We're going to shut it down with this. But we're talking about self-perception today. And not only are we talking about self-perception, that's kind of the umbrella idea. We're talking deeper than that. We're talking about what goes into our self-perception, what thoughts are there, why those thoughts are there, and maybe how we can change it. And part one, we just kind of introduced the idea. Part two, I gave some examples of myself as well, examples that you could take away as the listener. Now, part three, we dive a little bit even deeper than this. We're going to talk about some things that you could take away from this episode, some strategies that you might be able to use that'll be able to help you in this in this journey of life and in whatever the battle is that you're feeling right now with your self-perception, okay? So to kick off this third part, I want us to understand this. When we're talking about our self-perception, we have to know that it's really influenced by a couple of things, many of which I've talked about already, but we'll repeat here. It's influenced by our needs, our values, and our beliefs. Okay, it's not usually just one or the other, but it's all of them together. You know, and when we talk about our needs, I mean, I don't know what your needs are. You can think about what those are. Your values, think about what those are, and also your core beliefs. I think the most important of all these is the core belief because core beliefs are obviously difficult to change, but they are also the thing that is probably going to carry the most weight when it comes to how you feel about yourself and how you see yourself, not only on the outside, but on the inside too. Now, here's the thing. Self-perceptions, the reason that I decided to make this the episode title today is because they are notoriously tough to change. I can think of multiple people in my lives who were lived a whole full life, who were well into their middle ages, 
and they still have terrible self-perceptions about who they are. And a lot of times they're still holding on to beliefs that they had from when they were younger, maybe even as young as a little kid because of certain things that happened. And to me, that is always one of the most sad things in the world to me, thinking that somebody will live their whole life thinking something about themselves that's untrue just because an example of something happened, uh, to, uh, just because something happened to them, or just because somebody in their own insecurity said something mean to them or did something detrimental to them. And holding on to that for the rest of their life, it's just so sad to me. And that's one of the things that really drives me is because I want to help people to have a good self-perception of themselves and, and not hold on to those things, just like I talked about in part two. So the thing that's interesting here is these negative self-deceptions, self-perceptions, excuse me, are really essentially based off of distorted perceptions, right? So instead of self-perception, talk about distorted perception. And a distorted perception is based off of false conclusions that you have come up with for yourself. Now, again, in part two, I'm just kind of recapping here. We talked about that and, and how to sort of work through that and, and some of the things that we can do to prevent some of those negative and, you know, false conclusions from running our lives. But what's important for you to know as the listener is that your self-perception, although difficult, it can be changed. And it begins with being changed by the conclusions that you are coming up with all throughout the day. Now, here's the interesting thing that I want to dive deeper with this. As humans, the way that we're kind of wired is, you know, we don't usually believe in something right away. It, it, it takes some time. It takes maybe some evidence of some type of sort. It takes some experience. It takes some some knowledge of sorts before we get to a point where we believe something about ourselves. You know, we don't wake up in the middle of the night one day when we're one years old and say, I'm going to feel terrible about myself for the rest of my life and feel like I'm inadequate. No, this is something that happens over time. Okay. But. I think what I really want you to understand today from this is that this time and this process, it's something that it, it starts every minute of every hour of every day. And what I mean by that is it just starts with the thoughts that you're having right here, right now, and learning to become self-aware of that so that you can go from a perception that is distorted to a perception that is accurate about yourself, right? Now, in part two, we talked a little bit more about some of the certain, I guess you could call them processes that I've worked on in my life that have helped me, but I want to do something else for you now too. I really want you to to think about your, just who you are, not even your self-perception, we won't even use that, just, just who you are as a person. And I want you to ask yourself, is who I am as a person, is that enough? Am I enough for who I, who, am I enough right now? I want you to answer that question with 100% honesty. Do I feel like I'm enough? If your answer to that is no, that's fine. If your answer to that is yes, that's fine. But I want you to be honest with yourself when you hear that right there. All right. Now, with that being said, the next question that we would want to ask ourselves is, okay, what can be changed in my life that is going to change that perception? What am I going to do that is different? Ask yourself that. What am I going to do? And then the next time when you ask yourself that, that's when we dive into what we talked about with part two and going a little bit further here. So enough with the kind of recaps and all that different stuff that we talked about here. Part three, I want you to think about this as well. Sometimes we need to make lists about what's good about ourselves. 
sometimes we need to remind ourselves about who we are and why that we should be something that's praise. Why we should be something that we feel good about when we look in the mirror. Because too many times we focus on all the different things that we hate about ourselves and we just ruminate on that till the end of time. And, and people say, oh, I don't want to make a list, guy. I don't want to make post-it notes, that's child stuff. Oh, yeah, is it child stuff or is it stuff that's so simple that maybe you just think that you can't do it when in reality you can because you want to act like you're smarter than you are? I don't know. You answer that question for me. But some of the most basic things that we learn as kids have some of the most profound impacts in our lives, even as adults, when it comes to saying good things about and believing good things about who we are. So here's something that you can do. You get a post-it note. You get a piece of paper, you write it on your phone. I don't really care what it is, but find something to write down and ask yourself a couple things here. Make a list. First one, what makes me unique? What makes me unique as a person? Now, I don't want to I don't want you to sit there and think, well, Scott, nothing makes me unique. That's why I'm in this difficult position that I'm in right now. Now, stop it. Okay. There are things about you that make you unique and that you should be proud of. And I want you to make a list of some of those things. So start with that. You're doing that. Next thing. We want to write, what am I passionate about in my life? What is it that I am passionate about in this world? What is the thing that gets me up in the morning? What is something that I want to chase, a dream, something I want to pursue more than anything else? We all have something like that. And I want you to write that down, make a list of that, and see what that is as well. Okay, that's number two. And number three, similar to what I said before, I want you to write down what exactly is holding me back. What is it that's preventing me from chasing that passion? What is it that's preventing me from being able to see the uniqueness that I all have to offer? What is it that's preventing me from that? And I want you to really think about that question and then write that down. Now, when you have these three answers, these multiple answers to these three different questions, all of a sudden, you know what you just did there? You know what you've started to look at? You've started to find different pieces of who you are, and those different pieces can be put together, put together, excuse me, to start to make your self-perception changed okay because now if we're starting to focus about what makes me unique and what makes me so much different than other people and those positive things that you could celebrate about yourself all of a sudden we're not no longer thinking that we're normal that we're average that we don't matter we're focusing on these things that make us like really excited inside that make us feel really validated that make us feel really like we have a purpose right and it's when you have a validated purpose a validated feelings that your self-perception goes gets boosted that goes up right and then to build off of that now we have that as our base and we're talking about what am i passionate about okay now we have even more of a purpose now we have a reason to put those unique skills that we have to a good cause and when we feel validated we use the skills that we have towards a good cause wait a minute now we're increasing our self-perception and our self-worth or not self-worth excuse me self-esteem even more so you could see how you start to build on these different things it's a building block it's one on top of another on top of another over time but here's the interesting part about it if you don't first make that list about writing down what makes you unique about writing down what am i passionate about guess what we're never even going to get to that point where we start to feel that change and feel that fire inside and feel that passion grow because we didn't make that list And instead, we just focused on all these lying thoughts about how we're not enough and how everyone else is better than us and how we can never measure up to anybody in every type of way. And I I really wanted the listener to hear me when I tell you, those thoughts that you have that are like that, they are lies. And you might say, no, it's not, Scott. I know I'm not as good as other people. Well, why are you letting that be a thought that's dominating your mind? 
You know, if you might say, well, in my fifth grade basketball team, Tommy scored 14 points a game and I only scored 10 points a game. So in definition, Scott, that means he was better than me in basketball. Sure, means he was better than you in basketball. But does that mean that that person is better than you in life? Does that mean that that person is better than you as a human, as a whole? No, it doesn't. So you see what I just did there? I just did a classic example about how this brain works. We go from one little situation that happened, Tommy scoring more points than you in basketball season in fifth grade, and all of a sudden we start to think, oh, wow, so that means that they are better than me, which means everyone's better than me, which means I'll never ever be anything. And you can see how that snowball effect, it happens rather quickly. And to me, honestly, it's a little bit scary. It can be scary how that happens so fast and so quickly, which is why we have to learn to to get ahead of that and to get on top of that so that we don't let those thoughts become something much more dangerous down the line. So as we're rolling along here, we've still got a few more minutes before we wrap this up today. I want you to kind of, let's see how we'll end this up today. We're going to freestyle this last part and just see what happens. We've been freestyling a lot of the stuff because I feel like that's when the most authentic parts of it come out. But for the end here, self-perception coming from those core beliefs At the end of the day, that's what I really want you to take away from this message is learning how to change that core belief. And change takes time. Change can sometimes bring some pain and change sometimes isn't always seen overnight, you know, but rather it's it's a process that involves everything that you have and putting everything into it 100 percent of the time. But I think if you're putting 100% of your effort into learning to change your core beliefs, the outcome that you're going to have from that is such a glorious thing that you're going to be glad that you put that time in for it. And you're going to be glad that you're able to look at yourself and smile rather than saying, oh, here's the same old thing that happened again. The same old thing that held me back when I was 15 is holding me back now at 74. We don't want to live that way. We don't want to be that way, right? So let's work on changing those core beliefs today. Let's get out of that negative headspace and let's get ourselves to a point where we're not going to take this anymore, where we're going to put up that stop sign on our brain and say, no, I've had enough. I've had enough of putting myself down. I've had enough about looking in the mirror and saying, I don't like this and that. I've had enough of feeling inferior to other people. My friends, you have to make that decision. You have to get yourself up and ready and say, I have had enough with this type of thinking. So I'm going to do something about it. That's it. That right there is the first step towards overcoming any of this stuff that we talk about and towards learning to change that self-perception from one that is going to be making you just hunch over in the mirror because you hate everything about yourself and changing it into somebody that's standing upright and saying, man, I'm proud to be the person who I am. Starts with that. And then we're working on those core beliefs and changing it. And so I hope that's something you could take away from the message today, everybody. So before we wrap this up today, The last thing that I want to leave you with is I want to make sure that you all know where you can find us and check us out. So you can check out Evan on evantranzu.com or um, actually I don't know what his Instagram is off the top of my head. So just check him out on evantranzu.com and he's got links for you there. For me, you can check me out at scottypinspiration.com and you can also check me out on Instagram at scottyp underscore inspo. And you can check out more about what we do, who we are, background on us, the different businesses and uh, services that we offer as well. And also give you more information about the show and different details about it as well. And you can also, like I said before, stream past episodes on www.dbam.com. You could check us out on Spotify, on Apple Music, and see all of our past episodes as well as more exclusive content every once in a while that will be released as well. So everybody, 
I want to thank you all so much again for being here today. Thanks for tuning into our show. I hope that this episode about self-perception gave you something to think about. And I hope it's something that is going to help you to learn to change those core beliefs that you're having about yourself and realizing that you can do it. It's nothing that you can't do. It's going to take some time. But if you take that first step, you will 100% be able to change how you feel about yourself. I could guarantee you because I've done it in my life and I've helped other people do it in their lives as well. So everybody, we will see you next week. We will see you next Friday at 6 p.m. I appreciate you all joining again. Signing off is Scotty P. Have a great weekend, everyone. Enjoy yourselves.